Hello and welcome to episode 73 of the R&R Gaming Podcast. We are a part of the Joystick Entertainment Network. I'm your host, Byron Reed, and alongside me is my co-host, Ken Russi. What's going on, my dude? Thank you for coming back for another episode of the week of this show. Yes, it's always my pleasure, as nothing is going on, which is why I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes we have nothing going on, though, man. You can relax, take your time to do a lot of things you normally don't get to do otherwise. Mm, What's that? I don't know. Whatever it is you want to do spare time, read a book. I don't know. (laughs) Well, I mean, I've been playing a lot of Kingdom Hearts 3. Not enough, really. I'm actually only about 10 hours in, and considering that the game's been out for... A month now, almost. <laughs> I really haven't gotten enough, but I mean that's an, that's another story. I didn't really have yeah, a lot right. of time to play it, and now it that I, I do, it's getting so boring. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'm sorry I mean that me. that's something we could always go into much much later on in an episode far down the road once Byron finally plays a Kingdom Hearts game. <laughs> yeah, whenever I get around to playing one of those, yeah. In like 2042, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but we did play a game this week, just mm-hmm. like last week for the podcast. We, we did play a game. We, we played game about Legends something? About Legends, right? Right, The Legend of Zelda. I'm so glad yeah. we finally played that. <laughs> Uh, we played the uh, new, newest battle royale that is sweeping the sweeping the world, uh, Apex Legends. Mm-hmm. And as is always with these kind of episodes, you know, we're gonna go through, give our impressions, talk about it, things we liked, all that stuff. Sort of keeping it fairly simple. Sometimes best way to go about it. Yeah. So a quick antidote, antidote, anecdote, anecdote, whatever. Anecdote. <laughs> <laughs> You might need an antidote after I start talking. <laughs> you just might. Yeah. But, no, so a quick little uh, anecdote. Uh, there's a news story I read that said that um, after Apex Legends came out, uh, there's a video game on Steam called Apex, I think it's like Apex Construction. Uh-huh. And it saw a 4,000% increase of purchases after oh Apex Legends came out. <laughs> which is, wow. It's kind of funny because apparently uh, Apex Legends is an origin only game, so you can't even get it on Steam, but people were still <laughs> trying to get it on Steam. And this was the only game that had the Apex name, so I guess people That's were funny. buying it thinking they were getting Apex Legends. Right. And That's kinda, hilarious. Yeah. Kind of crazy. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, that's the end of my anecdote. <laughs> there. So, Apex Legends is a battle royale, mm-hmm. as we said earlier. But, yep. I mean, it's refreshing in a way. For me, it is anyway. As someone, as someone who does not play a lot of battle royales, doesn't really like them in all honesty, uh, this one is very refreshing for me to play. I don't know about you, but for me, it was a nice change of pace experience for me that I actually enjoy more on that later. 
Well, I mean, it's a different kind of battle royale, wink, wink. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, it really is. Yeah, but it's, for me, it's more of a merging of several type of games. Okay. You know, so it's, I guess technically it's a battle royale, but it's like merged in with these other type of, of game modes and gameplay that it doesn't really feel like a battle royale. Like, it's hard for me to classify it in that uh, battle royale sort of genre that's become popular. Mm-hmm. You know? I, I, I think the... I think it, it fits in the battle royale genre in the sense of the overall... the basic gameplay of it. You know? You drop from you drop from, from a plane, a bus, whatever. You go down, you land, you find loot, you try and survive in a ring that's ever-shrinking, you know? So I think it fits the battle royale... Um, Battle Royale uh, vibe as far as that goes. Mm -hmm. But in other ways, like you said, it definitely does do things differently to make itself different from the other Battle Royale games that are out now. Like, the biggest thing that it does differently is that you play as characters. Yes. Characters. And they each come with their different abilities and and different kits and, you know, personalities. Yeah. Because other battle royales, like the, the popular ones, Fortnite, PUBG, Darwin Theory. No, I'm kidding. But <laughs> <laughs> no one plays that game. <laughs> um, <clears throat> with those games, you're playing as yourself. And there's no real difference uh, on who you play as. You know? Right. Doesn't, like, you wear a blue jacket. has no difference on the gameplay whatsoever right you, you, right you have a john wick skin doesn't really matter doesn't affect the gameplay yeah you run around as an nfl player in fortnite <laughs> doesn't matter you know it just makes people realize that you're a sucker who will pay for anything <laughs> Gee, shots in fortnite <laughs> yeah, yeah. <clears throat> goodness yeah savage ken is on the loose <laughs> he's never been caged and never will um <laughs> But, yeah, so the the characters, there are eight characters in total for Apex Legends. Yes. Two of them are locked behind their paywall, although they do give you enough coins, or they gave me enough coins or whatever, that I could unlock one from the get-go. Right. Because of uh, EA Access, which we both have, right? That could be. I'm not 100% sure, but I did get... I'm not sure what they call their currency, so I apologize to those listening that I can't be accurate. But because they have three currencies in there, right? Yes. They have like resource yes. materials. They have the red ones, and then they got the yellow ones. <laughs> yeah, the yellow ones are uh, apex coins, what they're called, I believe. Okay. The so, red ones, I don't know what they're called offhand. I wish I did, but I don't, unfortunately. Right. They're apex vouchers. <laughs> we'll call them vouchers. <laughs> <laughs> So you got coins, vouchers, and resources, right? Right. Uh, I'm not sure what the resources are used for because I've gotten them in a couple of their Apex packs, like their loot boxes. Right. But I'm not sure um, what those go towards. The those go the crafting parts. Those goes those go towards uh, um, getting getting the different uh, voice lines and banners and. Skins and that sort of stuff with the characters, yeah. Okay. So think of it like the like, like the coins in Overwatch. 
Yeah, no, I'm not going to think of it like that way. If I don't have the, if I don't get it from a loot box, I can use the crafting parts to unlock it. Is what I mean. Right. But then the, the, the vouchers, you can use those to unlock. I know you can use them to unlock the players. You just need like 10,000 vouchers. Right. Uh, to do that. Or a thousand of the coins will unlock one of the... No, 800, right? 750, I believe, for the characters. Okay, I just know that I had a thousand. Right. And when I was done, I had 200. Okay. So, <laughs> I'm... I could be confused, or maybe it was like a special deal. Like maybe the first guy is cheaper or more. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm not. I don't know. I, and maybe I'm misremembering. I could have two fifty. Mm-hmm. So it's it's somewhere between seven hundred and eight hundred coins. That much I I know to unlock one of the players. Right. Um, Before we uh, jump into the discuss the character discussion, though, I want to finish this up. But I didn't want to ask a question. That's sort of piggybacking off of this. Okay. How, how did you feel about having to uh, unlock the other characters instead of having them already be there? Um, I mean, part of me is kind of like, that's dumb. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just because the game just barely came out. <clears throat> and they're holding off on these extra characters. But, I mean, part of me is also, like, you know, I mean, that's kind of cool because you spend your time, you can unlock more characters. Um, of course, if people are paying for them, that's kind of lame sauce. But, you know, I, I'm i not extremely bothered by it because it seems like that's the way games are going. You know, right. free to free to play, uh, pay to win, or, you know, pay to enjoy. yeah right right. and so i'm not extremely bothered by it maybe i'm annoyed that they didn't have all the characters available like they could have held off on these other two characters and made them available uh further down the road like uh, next month at month two like Mm -hmm. there's a new character you know or or whatever right um i feel like that would have been more appropriate then we're keeping these guys hidden because you still earn stuff for them right because you you level up and uh you get xp after each match whether you last forever or you get kills or you just die right away you still earn xp just by playing right and every time you level up you get one of their loot boxes and I don't know if you can just buy a loot box normally. Like, I don't think I've explored the store enough uh, to know that. But you get those loot boxes and you get three items. N- no more than three. But I've already unlocked a banner for, uh, what's his name? Caudus? Ka- Caustic. Caustic? Yeah. I've already unlocked a banner for him. But I didn't unlock him. Right. So I do feel it's kind of cheap that I can unlock stuff for them. But I have to pay 
uh, or play forever to really unlock them. But I don't know. I mean, what are your thoughts on this? Um, I mean, you brought it up, but. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I'd bring it up. I just wanted to touch on it really quick before we really get into things. I don't want to spend too much time on it. But, um, yeah, I I feel like when I, when, when I first saw it, I was like, oh, no, it's like Siege all over again. <laughs> And it bothered me about that with Siege, where I didn't have access to all the characters right away. And I wanted to use all the characters, but I couldn't because I either had to play for a bit or pay money to unlock the characters, which is kind of a bummer. Um, I still do feel that way. It hasn't changed. That thought hasn't changed. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is free-to-play, so, I mean, yeah. like like you said, the nature of games like this is that you know you can download it and it's free to play and you can still enjoy it as long as they give me ways to earn the currency in game and it doesn't take forever right then i'm okay with it but you know or 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 they sort of you know force you to spend money right and you uh you hit the nail on the head there because the difference between siege and apex is that Apex is free to play. Seed, when it came out, was a $60 game. Right. I mean, I know it's on sale right now for like $12. You could buy it, but <clears throat> um, when it first came out, 60 bucks. So that's kind of the the main difference there. Right. Like in yeah. Siege, when and the that's why I'm are, not so bent that shit about this versus Siege. <laughs> yeah. If I spend $60, I better have access to everything in that game. Like, there's no reason why I should have to play. 200 hours to unlock a character or pay money to unlock them if I've already paid $60 for this game. Right, exactly. Uh, but enough about microtransactions and stuff. we talk about that later. <laughs> Down the road. We know, we're always going to talk about that at some point. Sure, one way or another, it's going to come yeah. up. But <laughs> let's go ahead and uh, jump into the characters that apex has for you to play as i can said there are eight characters in the game each coming with their different skills and abilities they'll ultimates as well Mm. so think of it like overwatch if you will yeah if you've played overwatch you'll you'll be right at home with these characters in uh in my personal opinion each of the characters has their own distinct personalities and, like I said, voice lines and also there, there's some really great ones in here. And I'm gonna start with my personal favorite, Bangalore. She, she's great. Um, she has some of the some of my favorite my favorite voice lines in the game. Uh, just a real quick aside before I really get going here. Uh, one of them that really stuck with me was uh, she said so, she said. When you she says something like uh, something like uh, uh, clips clips are things that civvies use in their hair. Me, I use heavy artillery or something like that, mm-hmm. or it's called a magazine or something like that. It was amazing, it's amazing. So anyway, uh, Bangalore she has a smoke launcher, which it fires a high velocity smoke mm-hmm. canister, right. smoke grenade basically. That's her. Uh, that's her tactical skill. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's her tactical skill. Yeah, because each character. I feel like we should explain. They have a oh, tactical skill, <laughs> a passive skill, and then an ultimate skill. Right. And uh, the passive skill is it's always on. Like you can't turn it off. Um, the tactical skill charges, but usually at a quick rate, and you can use it uh, multiple times during the match. Usually, and then the ultimate skill takes 
a really long time to charge. Um, but yeah, depending on the character. Yeah, um, but it's the really okay. Anyways, yeah, um, <laughs> it's considered their most powerful skill, um, and yeah, so those those are their three skills. But please, right, yes, uh, continue. Yeah, so smoke launcher for Bangalore is her tactical. Her passive is double time, which when that's when she gets shot at or when she gets when she gets hit. She can sprint faster, which is really great for getting away from enemies. And her ultimate is Rolling Thunder, which is an artillery strike. <clears throat> nice. Yeah, you've uh, you used that passive a lot. I've seen it. <laughs> yes, I love double time. It's it's so great, especially for me as someone who really likes to sort of sit back mm-hmm. and play a little at a distance. Right. Um. It's great for that, but it's also great for closing the gap if you really want to do that. Right. Personally, I think it's best used to get away from things, but I'm pretty sure there are people out there who use it to close distance. Yeah. To push an right. enemy, I'm sure. Yeah, I bet you're right. right and so. her ultimate's really fun. It's like I said, it's an artillery strike. You throw it, you throw it out, and it just blankets an area. It's great. Great for if you know there's people in an area that are shooting at you, or who just want to check something and maybe get get a kill or a knock or something. Go for it. <clears throat> yeah, maybe. It's so noisy, though. <laughs> it is. Super noisy. All right. So moving on to the next character, and that is Bloodhound. And he's kind of a... I think he's, like, German or Norwegian. And I say him, but in, like, his lore, we don't know if it's a guy or a girl. Like, they wear a mask and... The voices kind of change, so could be any or all of the above. Guy, girl, doesn't matter. And they have here is his uh, line that they give here is that I am the hunter the gods have sent. So very a more boastful character than some of the others that I've seen in there. But his uh, tactical ability and why you should use him is called the Eye of the All Father. And it will briefly reveal hidden enemies, traps, and clues throughout structures in front of you. So, like, if you're going up to a building, you're like, I don't know if someone's in here about to murder me or if someone's been here. You can use it, and you'll get hints and clues to pop up. Or it'll even, like, tag people where they're at when you use it so that you can see how many people are in that building. His passive ability, though, is called Tracker. And you can see tracks left behind by your foes. So what happens is when you're running, you'll see like a little icon pop up on the ground that will let you know if someone has been there. And if you look at it, it will actually tell you how long ago it was that they was in that area. Right. And it does other stuff too. Like if a door has been opened or closed, um, it'll let you know. Uh, same with that. So really good to know if people are like right up ahead or if they're coming up there and that's kind of what bloodhound is like you would want to use him to uh keep track of where people are at yeah and yeah he's, and not he's be a surprised. tracker yeah but finally his ultimate ability is called beast of the hunt and it uh, says it enhances your senses allowing you to move faster and highlighting your prey so, yeah, definitely he moves uh, quicker. I think he gets, like, that double-time skill like Bangalore does uh, with this. 
and it also whenever there's an enemy if he's looking at them they like get highlighted so helpful if you're trying to like snipe someone or if you're just trying to see ahead um and uh, not get taken by surprise right something to note about bloodhound's uh mm-hmm. tactical ability though uh for those that don't know it's not a 360 degree thing it's only it only works in the direction you're looking just as a heads up for the, those who may not have known that the eye of the beholder or whatever yeah his uh left, his, his, left, his left bumper yeah okay yeah it only works it only works in the direction you're looking at so you can't you can't use it in the direction and then right. turn to look because it won't do it it's not how that works okay but his uh ultimate ability is right if i'm not mistaken i, I believe that's how that works yeah. i think his i've only used it different. like once or twice and right. i like died immediately afterwards and i was like <laughs> man this yeah. is the worst ultimate i didn't i didn't know what it was i didn't know what it was for right yeah learning though right you're still learning yeah, I think we're we're both still learning, honestly. Because we've we've gotten a couple of almost wins. <laughs> yeah, well, we yeah, we'll definitely, we we'll definitely touch on that, right? Yeah. We can't lie about that. Definitely touch on the gameplay, but I'm sure down the road. Yeah. But Bloodhound's really fun, though. I haven't used them a whole lot myself. Mm-hmm. Or them, yeah. should say. You don't know the it. gender. <laughs> I prefer them. <laughs> them sounds better. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I haven't used them a whole lot, but Bloodhound's really fun. For sure. Yeah, I mean, I might start using Bloodhound more. I think I've gotten the most amount of kills. Uh, right. With um, and so that'll that'll be the. Yeah, I think they're definitely helpful to have on a team, especially like I was saying earlier off air. If you combine Bloodhound with Bangalore, as mm-hmm. far as like the smoke grenade, or, or or even or even the next character on those caustic, with the gas grenades, because mm-hmm. you can see through the gas with Bloodhound, and it marks it for your whole team. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Always a good thing to have. So yeah. So speaking of caustic. Speaking of caustic, yes, he's the next one on the list. Matter of fact. Nice. His tactical is a Nox gas trap. So basically, he drops these gas canisters, and when enemies walk by them, they get triggered, and they spray gas everywhere. It does damage over time. Or, or if they're shot at as well. So he can shoot them, or an enemy can shoot them for whatever reason I want to do that. They can shoot them <laughs> and, uh, you know, trigger the gas. His passive is Nox Vision, which allows him to see enemies through the gas. And, and his ultimate is a gas grenade. So it blankets a large area with gas. His whole gimmick is gas. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it, it's 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 really fun, honestly. I've seen him be used right. pretty effectively. He's he's a very flatulent character. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He likes his gas yeah. a lot. I mean, that's kind of interesting. I didn't know that. Obviously, I said before I haven't unlocked him yet. Right, I don't have him either. But he can see through his his little gas uh, bombs that he throws. Mm-hmm. So unlike uh, Bangalore, who she throw down she throws down her smoke can't see through it he throws down his gas bombs he can see through it right right yeah so that's that's interesting i didn't know that Um, yeah it's a really it's a really nice ability to have as far as helping you to see where where enemies are in particular especially if you're in a a gunfight and you use your alt and there's gas everywhere right sulfur (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah, so 
Moving on to the next guy. And his name is Gibraltar. And he's kind of the, the tank character. Um, yeah. his, his... It, should be, it should be noted before you go on. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. It should be noted that there are classes in the game as well. The characters do have classes to them. When you go to when you go to select the character on the screen, you'll see a little shield sign or a little plus sign or you know a little ammo sign. That's what signifies the class that they are. Mm-hmm. So just a heads up for that as well. Yeah. Um, although it, the game doesn't explain anything about right. that, and it's very confusing because I thought there was two medic characters. Turns out there's only one medic character. So. Yeah, the one the other one's, is, they're both support yeah. characters. One yeah. is a medic. And yeah, the other see. one, which we'll get to later, helps you get on the map fast, which is really cool. Yeah. Anyway, Gibraltar. So anyways, Gibraltar, he's kind of the tank character because he's big, he's slow. You know, his tagline is, try to move me, it'll be fun. And, uh, but he gets a giant shield uh, on him. And so with his uh, passive ability, his gun shield, whenever you start aiming down the sights, he brings the shield out and it protects the front of him. Uh, although, like, if you try and shoot at his body, it I don't think it does any damage, but he has, like, a, uh, a barrier shield, like a light shield up on top, and you can shoot that, and you can actually cause that to break, which makes right. you susceptible to headshots. So it's not uh, a perfect defense, but it does allow you to block and... Uh, I've actually gotten some kills using Gibraltar and, and blocking and just firing away <laughs> on him. Um, his tactical ability is called the Dome of Protection, which uh, you throw down a dome shield that protects attacks for 15 seconds. Funny story. I have not <laughs> once used this Dome of Protection. <laughs> I don't know why. But whenever I play as him, I like bring the shield up, and I'm like, "Yeah, I'm protected." Right. <laughs> so I never use it. My teammates aren't, but I am. Yeah. So, That's good enough for me. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, uh, if I ever play as Gibraltar again, I I really should just try that out and use it, so I know what I'm doing with it. Um, but his ultimate ability is a defensive bombardment. And it calls a concentrated mortar strike onto a marked position. And you mark it by uh, essentially throwing a grenade out. And then they just... Mm, uh, motors, mo- mortars? Mortars. Mortars! Yeah. Mortars! <laughs> Millions and billions of mortars! And so they just, yeah, fall down and just destroy the heck out of people that are underneath. I almost got a number two finish using that. Nice. Yeah, I think you were there. but <laughs> May have been. Uh, but yeah, no, I do like him. He he is big and slow. He kind of reminds me of, um, what's his name, Schneider? Right, Reinhardt? Reinhardt, thank you. Yeah, you um, got it. He reminds me of Reinhardt from Overwatch, which Reinhardt is the only character I use when I play Overwatch. <laughs> and so that's kind of why I think he was the first one I started with. Uh, and used him, but uh, I I think he's he's fun to play as. He's just a little uh, a little slow, so a lot of people probably don't use him just because they like to move around and and make uh, shooting at impossible. 
You called me out, aren't you? <laughs> called yeah. me out with that one. Yeah. <laughs> I have me. not seen you use him, you son of a... Nope. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> I, used him, I used him once or twice. Not now playing with you, obviously, but once or twice I've used him. Right. Well, you definitely have your... Um, Mains. Yeah. Yeah, that you like to use. Definitely do. More on that later, though. We'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> so... But later... Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Moving on to the next character on the list. Her name is Lifeline. She's the medic of the group. Her tactical is a is a heal is a heal drone and it's the drone of compassion, which is a great name by the way for the drone. Uh, and it comes out, heals enemies over time. You have to be close enough to it though in order for it to actually work. So you can't just throw it out and hey, hey, it's gonna heal you. No, you have to be near the drone in order to actually heal you. Mm-hmm. Which is nice. I thought uh, the, the drone moved though. If it like it, attaches to it you, does, it, it it does a little bit, and it it attaches its little tentacle thing to you, and then right. it heals you. But you have to be near enough for it to attach. Right. Okay. Her passive ability, combat medic, revive, knock down teammates faster, and she can use healing items faster. Twenty-five percent faster. As a matter of fact, those like numbers, which is right. actually a really big difference if you think about it. It's much faster than anyone else in the game. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, so if it you takes... always want to have a lifeline on your team. Yeah. If it takes, sorry, uh, ten seconds to use a med pack, twenty-five percent off of that, and then you're looking at like seven and a half, and that two seconds could save your life. Yeah. Yeah. So it, you definitely want to have lifeline on your team, and and again, she also she also has when she revives a teammate, she puts a little barrier up in front of them, oh. in front of her and the teammate. Nice. That way, but it's just in front of you, not on the sides. So you kind of have to be smart with how you're going to revive people. And even then, it can still be, it can still be shot at and, and broken. Destroyed, yeah. So while all that's going on, it's still very important that you're paying attention to your surroundings when you go to revive somebody as Lifeline. And then her ultimate is a care package. And it drops it drops <laughs> high-quality defensive gear. So things like body armor, uh and things like that. So, mm-hmm. and her, I think her alt charges in like a minute, which is not all that fast when you think about it. Right. It, it might be a little longer than that. I don't know the exact yeah. number, but I think it's about a minute. And if I'm being honest, I think her alt is the most annoying out of any of the characters. <laughs> and let me tell you why. Um, it's because that that uh, dropship for the stuff. I feel like in a game, in a battle royale, where 90% of winning is having the upper hand, like shooting someone who doesn't know you're there, because if you can get 10 shots into somebody in the time that they can only get three onto you, you're going to win, right? More times than not, yeah. Yeah, and so I feel like her dropship, it brings down items which could be useful. Sometimes they're terrible and not useful at all. But it definitely alerts people to, hey, look, I'm over here. It does. Come it and does, get but, me. And, it, and you know? it does that for both her care packages and care packages in general. So you also have to be smart with how you use her, her ultimate as well. That's what I'm saying. That's why I'm saying right. it's annoying. Because yeah. uh, I'm I'm the sort of person that when I play Battle Royale games, I like like to hide away and, and try and be stealthy and murder mm-hmm. people that way. Like I don't run and gun it. Like a lot of yeah. people do. And so 
uh, having a care package that essentially says, hey, look, there's some guys over here. Come kill us. Um, is <laughs> not a favorite of mine. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. That makes sense. But I think at the same token, on the other side of it, mm-hmm. having the better gear, the armor and such, definitely helps towards the later stage of the game. If you don't have the, if you don't have that better gear, more times than not, in in my experience anyway, uh, you're not going to last very long towards the end of a game. Yeah. My experience, even having the better gear, <laughs> you're not going to last that long. Yeah, there's also oh. that too. That's just niche battle royales, though, right? Yep, exactly. So, next guy on the list here is Mirage. He's tagged as the holographic trickster. And he is the second character that you have to pay to unlock, with Caustic, of course, being the first. His tagline here is, I don't take myself too seriously. I don't take myself anywhere. I need to get out more. <laughs> Mirage has definitely has one of the more, one of my, one of my, one of my favorite personalities in the game. Mirage, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. He's so goofy. And I like it. <laughs> right. So yeah, so uh, Mirage's tactical ability called Psych Out, and he sends a holographic decoy to confuse the enemy. So you could like run behind a thingy and then send a decoy, and they'll like start shooting at your decoy, and you can come around the corner and start blasting them, um, which is kind of cool. Or if you just think somebody's there watching, you know that you got like a sniper. It's a really good tactic to just send out your decoy and get them doing that, so you can run away. Um, his passive ability is called Encore, which you automatically drop a decoy and you cloak yourself for five seconds when you get knocked down. And that could save your life. And then his ultimate ability is called Vanishing Act, where he deploys a team of decoys to distract the enemies while he cloaks himself and you can run away. Or shoot them, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it gives you a minute to sort of reset yourself and get mm-hmm. get the upper hand again. Yep. So yeah. So and he's I, I do agree with you. He seems to be the the jokester of the uh, eight characters. And he has some of the funniest lines. Yeah. And Mirage, even though I haven't played with him a whole bunch, I do like using him as well again because of his knack for getting away from people mm. and having and with was using the decoys in particular uh i like using the decoys to just sort of go out and scout an area if you will i'll right. watch it if it gets shot at like okay i know somebody's around i don't know where but i know somebody's around so for me i like having that ability to throw it out there and see what's up yep it is nice I need. I definitely need to use him more because, you know, while I'm sitting here thinking about these ideas, how to use them, when I'm in the game, I don't think about that. You know? Right. Yeah. And I'm and I'm just kind of like do 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 do. I know I'll throw out this thingy. You know, <laughs> like yeah, doesn't exactly work, but um, yeah. Yeah, Mirage is a lot of fun. I need to start using him more as well. So he's probably the third on my list that I would use. If we if we don't have a healer, of course it's lifeline. But third on the list is definitely Mirage, just because again because of his ability to escape from things. 
So the next character on the list is Pathfinder. He's a robot. Mm-hmm. And his whole his whole thing is just about getting around the map faster. So he has tactical as a grappling hook. You can use it to get to out of reach places, right? Or or just or get to you know places that are higher up than where you normally couldn't access them other ways. Right. What I like to say is that like if there's a second uh, floor and you wanted to get up onto the second floor really quick you just like jump use the grappling hook and then you're up on the second floor right also also i found out you can use your grappling hook to hook enemies and pull them towards you don't know why you'd want to do that but okay <laughs> you want to do that okay. <laughs> i think i think it stuns them when you pull them towards you so if you think about it this way if you have a peacekeeper or something which we'll, again we'll get to all that in a minute but you have a peacekeeper if you use Pathfinder, hook enemy towards you with the Peacekeeper, get your shots off, you might be able to get a kill. Because I'm pretty sure it stuns them when they get grappled. But hmm. I don't know because I haven't actually tried it myself. His passive is Insider Knowledge. And it basically allows him to find the next ring location. But you have to get to survey points on the map, which are there are only a few of. Surprisingly, and I think there'd be more, but there's only a few of them on the map. Right. His ultimate is zipline gun, and it's basically you get you shoot out zipline. Everybody can use it on your team. Yep. And as well, so be aware of that. <laughs> but you no, know, that ultimate's really handy for getting around the map faster, especially if you are kind of far away, away from the next ring, the next zone area. Oh yeah. You you can create you can create a way to get there. Or in our case, last night. If you're stuck in in a corner <laughs> and you need to move across the map really fast, yep, you can use it that way too. Yeah, almost With got I, second place, man. <laughs> I, I Didn't follow y'all? A mistake. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, Pathfinder's really fun. I I've used him once or twice. Yeah. And I again, I like the fact that he can move around the map faster than most of the of the other characters, and he has these things for his team. That will help you all move around the map faster. And the knowledge of where the next ring is. And yeah. all that stuff come handy, for sure. I don't know why, but I definitely feel like Pathfinder... Pathfinder? Yeah. That he's the underdog. Like, the one that most people wouldn't use. Because his his abilities don't affect the gameplay at all. Yeah, they're not flashy. means. You know? Yeah, well, it's like Mirage. Like, I can send out a decoy. You're going to shoot at the decoy. You know, it's it's not anything like that. It doesn't call a uh, bombardment. You know, it doesn't hurt the other guys or, or confuse them. Right. You know, but with that being said, I actually did enjoy playing as him uh, last night when we was playing. I had a lot of fun, like, jumping around the map. Yeah. <laughs> making the stuff. I actually got a kill uh, with Havoc. We can get into that <laughs> a little bit later. Yeah. Um, but definitely, I, I had more fun with him than I thought I was going to. Yeah, Pathfinder's really fun, man. One more character, though. Yep, the last character on the list. <laughs> Why you said list? Why you said list? I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> it took me a minute, but I was like, list? Yeah, sorry. Come on. You're good. Um... <laughs> And that character is Wraith, 
And I know that this is your favorite character in the yes. whole game. Yes. Um, but she is a interdimensional skirmisher. And uh, her quote is, there's a thin line between life and death. You'll find me there. Um, so her tactical ability is called Into the Void. And you can reposition quickly through the safety of void space, avoiding all damage. So uh, I haven't uh, used that one, but if I'm not mistaken, you kind of open a portal, you jump into it, and you can't really take any damage. Is that how that works? Sort of, yes. The um, Basically, you can use it to get yourself out of a sticky situation. So if, if you're being shot at, you can use it to... Uh, get away and go around a building to try and come around the other side and flank or something like that. The right. portal one is her ultimate ability. Right. But her passive ability is uh, voices from the void. And it says a voice warns you when danger approaches. As far as you can tell, it's on your side. I've not heard a voice. <laughs> Have you? It's, it's not so much a voice, but it's more like whispers. Oh, so it's more—it's like, more like whispers. Yeah, they're not really loud. I think they—I think they need to make those more audible, in my opinion, because I'll hear it, but it it's doesn't not, register. Right, it doesn't register until most times it's too late, or until I yeah. see that warned teammates thing on the bottom. But honestly, that's probably—that's my favorite reason for why I play Wraith for that reason alone, because if I—if I know, if I can get a leg up. To say, hey, there's somebody in the area, you know, before I see them, for me, that's great. Because my thing with my thing with BRs, Battle Royales in particular, is that uh, most of the engagements are taking place at a longer range. Or right. or, they, or they just happen out of nowhere and I have no time to react. Right. So the fact that I, that I can prepare myself for an engagement before it happens with, with her passive, for me, is great. Right. And so her ultimate ability is the Dimensional Rift. So you link two locations with portals for 60 seconds and your entire team can use them. So is that a map thingy? Like you open up on the map and go here and here? Or is it just like I can see over there so I'll link there with here? So I'm still trying to get that ultimate down, honestly. Okay. But from what I've seen, the first part of it the first part of it, you put down when you activate the alt, and then you can run and link another part somewhere nearby. You put that one down as well, and then it uh, you can run through them to. It's an it's it's another way to allow you to escape or to reposition yourself for a better better angle in a fight, or I'm sure you can use it to move across the map faster too. Just remember to not go back through because we're anyone on the other side. <laughs> right. So wait, it's a one-way portal is what you're saying? Two-way portal. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So, yeah. so it's like, so it's so, you know, if if you if you go down outside a building and there's, uh, there's an enemy outside that's near you that I want to get to, if I, if I want to get the drop on him but still stay near you, I can use the rift and escape to probably the other side of the building or wherever wherever I think I can get a drop on him, get him, and come back through the portal back to you and get you up. 
Right. Nice. So those are the eight playable characters currently in Apex Legends. I imagine it's popular. They'll probably come out with more characters similar to what Overwatch has done <laughs> right. with their game. But those are the default eight characters. Yeah, and honestly, I think they're all pretty well balanced for the most part. Yep. I haven't I haven't seen any issues of, you know, oh, you know, this character is OP. overpowered or whatever. I think they're all pretty well balanced. Most of their abilities don't have a significant impact on gameplay. Right. Yeah, I, I'd agree with you. Um, it does seem to be very well balanced. Um, you know, I never feel like with some other games I've played, it feels like, oh, like, how did they shoot me so uh, quickly? Like, I seen them, I pulled the trigger, and yet I'm dead. <laughs> right. So, and... yeah. Go ahead. I, I was just going to say that I don't get that same feeling uh, from Apex that I've gotten with other Battle Royale games. Right. And there is a synergy to the characters that, that you can pick as well. There's different things that work. There's different characters that work together in tandem versus others that may not work out so well together. So it's about finding those synergies as a team when you go to pick your characters. So like we were right. saying earlier with Bloodhound and Bangalore, or even even Caustic and or you know Caustic and Bloodhound, right. you know some, something like that where you can see your enemy through the smoke, which helps you and your teammates. So things like oh. that are really key to the game. Team composition matters. Well, that brings up also a good point because there are different changes that uh, have been made to the formula here uh, for the better. Right, exactly. One of the things, like with most Battle Royale games, you play, um, you can play in solos, you can play in duos or squads, which is usually anywhere from three to four uh, people on your team. Right. Apex Legends. Not so much. It's three people. You always have to have three people on your team. Yeah. And you cannot have uh, duplicates. So you can't right. go in with uh, three lifelines or three pathfinders. No, you, you each have to pick a different legend to play as. Correct. Exactly. Exactly. How How do you feel about that as far as having being forced to pick one character to play as for a match. Does that bother you at all? Does it not? Well, I think it adds more of a strategy to it. Yeah. Like you kind of already said, and we talked earlier, you know, you have Bangalore, she would be perfect to match up with a Bloodhound because Bangalore is going to throw down a smoke. It's going to pop. No one can see what the heck, but Bloodhound can. And so then he uses his. And so, uh, Certain aspects like that, you know, are are good things to have. So, I I kind of uh, prefer it, even though um, I don't know if if most people would, because some people I think we've even had where we were playing a couple matches and they were like level sixty six, you know, super high level, and I think mm-hmm. they looked at ours and saw like me. I think I was a level eight. And I think they quit <laughs> before the match started because they were like, no way am I playing with this guy. He, he doesn't even know what's going on. <laughs> right. So there's that aspect you have to deal with that I'm not a huge fan of. 
but I've always been more of a co-op sort of person, so playing in a group of three people, um, I think it's a nice, refreshing change. I think it is too, and the, with the way, because it's only teams of three, uh, it's 60 people in a map, teams of three, and the games move pretty quickly. From from what I've seen, anyway, the games move pretty yeah. quickly. Sometimes we won't even land and first blood's already happened. Whereas in other Battle Royale games, it might take a little bit for the first blood to actually happen. Well, I don't know, because... I, it's I, not... I, but I also don't know either, because I don't play a lot of other Battle Royale games, so... Well, I'm I was, like I was just going to say that, that um, the other Battle Royale games that I've played, they don't let you know when f- someone has died. Okay. Like, that's there's something... No kill feed. Well, there's a kill feed, but Apex goes, First Blood! And it's yeah, because like, oh. it's a... It's, it's, <laughs> real quick, because just because just you brought that up, do you get a Hunger Games sort of vibe from Apex a little bit? I get a Hunger Games from all Battle Royales. Okay, but and this in particular, I definitely got a Hunger Games the, um, the reason why they call it Battle Royale is because Hunger Games stole the story from a Japanese video called Battle Royale. Huh. Where they got kids together and they had to murder each other and the last one standing is the one that lives. Huh. Like it's an actual uh, movie that okay. was made <laughs> called Battle Royale. Um, huh. If you want a, a good old fun, lots of blood show, you should watch it. I have to find it so I can watch it or something. That's interesting to me because I've, I've never seen the Hunger Games either, but I get that vibe from from this game mm-hmm. more so than the other ones. Yes. But anyway, back yeah. to what we were saying though about the uh, gameplay and such. Well, I mean, that just brings up though, there's the, the game that's, I believe it's called darwin theory i I mentioned it Mm -hmm. earlier that one though you actually um it actually is like a game show because there's like yeah 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 yeah. i've heard about that i heard about it never played it though i think there's 13 people one person plays as the host and the other 12 are trying to kill each other and the host can like change where the circle goes or where stuff drops or that sounds pretty cool honestly Mm mm-hmm it's it was decent. I played it just to play it. It's not okay. the, the greatest game ever, but it was okay. Got you. Got you. But, but no, the the, um, <clears throat> the gameplay for this, it's, it's made by Respawn, for those who don't know, the creators of Titanfall. And I personally really like the way the game feels to play. There's a lot of movement, movement abilities that you can use to get on the map. There's no wall running or things like that. But I like the fact that you can clamber up buildings and and you know cliff sides and ladders and all that stuff. There's a lot of movement and sliding down hills mm-hmm. and all that stuff. There's a lot of different ways to move around the map, and all of this just causes different ways for you to interact with the environment and with your enemies as well. Right. And um, it definitely has a very strong Titanfall theme to it. Because I played the first Titanfall. Yeah. And there's a lot of running and climbing and robots. So <laughs> so I definitely get, get that same feeling from it. But I find it funner than Titanfall. So I guess take that for what it is. Um, 
it's a more polished, I guess, uh, gameplay. Okay. Okay, I feel that. I can dig that. I can dig that. And this also comes together with the weapons as well. Because there's a bunch of weapons in the game, you know, and they all have their strength weaknesses. Some are some are better than others. Some are just not good. Mozambique comes to mind, but uh, <laughs> right. But you know, yeah, we'll uh, touch on some weapons for a minute. Yeah, I mean, personally, um, I can't really talk about individual weapons because I feel like this is where Apex falters. Mm-hmm. And the reason why is because. It's, it's, there's like too much information. I feel like there's too much about guns and maybe there's too many guns. You know, like you can go in and they have uh, five different classes of guns, but there's right. like eight or ten different type of gun in those different classes. And maybe I'm just looking at skins. <laughs> maybe that's the issue. But you might be. Um, I, I feel like, you know, when I look at a gun. Like, I can't tell what gun it is until I go up and look at it, you know? And then it goes, oh, this is a Havoc, or oh, this is a Path, uh, or Peace Find, or whatever, or um, this is uh, Scout, you know? Like, I don't know what I'm looking at until I go up. Like, I look at the ammo and go, oh, this uses normal ammo, or oh, that uses energy ammo, and then I grab it. And then I'm like, oh, so this is what I got this time. <laughs> right. You know? Like, I still don't know what's what's better to use. Um, but I just feel like it's it's kind of too over the top with its guns. And they need to kind of like rail it back and just be simple, you know, very very simplistic with it. And I think it would make it better. Mm, and I think, I think that that has a lot to do with the fact that you're still learning the game. That In my personal opinion, I think that that's what it is. Um, because personally, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, okay, one, well, twenty-one uh, guns. I got it. Yeah. Twenty-one guns total in the game. Um, and you know different tiers and all. Who cares about that anyway? Yeah. Um, well, see that, and maybe that's the problem: is that there are different tiers. And, you know, like when I'm playing PUBG, which is the um, Battle Royale that I prefer to play. Right. Like, if I go and I find an AKM, there's not different versions of that AKM. Oh, no. Well, I, I guess, you know? but I guess by, by tiers, and, I mean, like, I mean, like, better guns. Like, which guns are better than others? Because well, no. you know the AKM is better than something else, right? Is than what a handgun. Yeah. Right. But I guess, um, like, in the same class of gun, that makes sense. Yeah, well, I th- I think I had to like look it up. <laughs> I had to go yeah. to a wiki. Although they did add in PUBG now, where if you have a gun equipped and you go into your menu to look at the other gun, like mm-hmm. it'll compare the two, and it'll let you know if this one has a better fire rate or this one, gotcha. uh, you know, goes further or it does more damage. So it'll let you know in the game. Yeah. And I don't know if Apex Legends even does that. But no, it was uh, just last night when we was playing. Mm-hmm. There was a um, a drop, not a drop box, but a drop thingy. Mm-hmm. Um, and care package. Care package, and uh, we opened it up, 
and then there was a gun there and it had a gold hue on it, a gold highlight. Right. Like what the what gun is this? Is this the same as other guns? Like is this just a rare gun? Like I'm yeah. so confused. Yeah, but and I, I, and I feel and I like think... it ahead, should be more simplistic. That's what I mean. Is right. that they're they're overcomplicating it, you know? Right. Well, I'll put it I'll, I'll put it to you this way. The the only guns that are quote unquote different from from your from the other guns in the game are those gold tier guns. Those are the rare guns in the game. Those can only be gotten in in care packages. Mm. You can only find those in care packages. And there's two. There's a massive, which is a shotgun, which is amazing. The thing is wrecks people. And there's a sniper rifle called the the uh, Kraber. I haven't mm-hmm. used that yet, but both of those guns are are top tier guns in the game, and they're supposed to be. Um, but everything else. Again, same deal though. They're all on different tiers, but it doesn't tell you. Just like with other games, though. Anyway, anyway, yeah. Fortnite. The Fortnite does Fortnite. It has rarity, like Fortnite, basically. Yeah, but, that's, but that's the difference. What I'm but saying, the difference is, is that... yeah, the difference is with this though, is that really the only thing you need to concern yourself with are those gold tier guns. If that makes sense. Everything else, don't really worry about it too much, except Mozambique. The thing is garbage. Don't use it. <laughs> If it's your only option, pick it up. But other than that, don't even don't pick it up. Don't do it. But I think, but I I think going back to it though, I think that that's just because you're still learning the game. I've played a little bit more than you have, Mm -hmm. so I have a little bit more knowledge as far as that stuff goes. So I can recommend guns to you. Um, but I think that will come in time, and I'm pretty sure it'd be the same way with me playing PUBG. If I were to play PUBG, right. you could tell me, hey, Byron, you know, don't use the Tommy gun because it's garbage. Use the AKM instead or whatever. So that I think that just comes with time and playing the game. Well, I mean, I, I would tell you that the AKM is better because it does more damage, but it also has a bigger kick than the Tommy. So, right. you know, you have to, like, yeah, make, there, yeah, sure and, and, and there's nuances yeah. like that with this gun too, <laughs> with this game too. And really, really, most of it, as always, my opinion, comes down to the feel of a gun for you versus someone else. Because mm-hmm. I can tell you right now, me personally, I want to like the R301 carbine because people say it's good and, you know, it has a really, you know, it's good or whatever. But me personally, I haven't found, I haven't had success with the gun. Enough in order for me to for me to confidently use it and pick it up when I see it. Right. I'll pick up something like the hemlock because I personally feel like that gun's better for me versus something else. So I think it all comes down to personal preference too. And as you get further along in the game, get more familiar with it, you'll start to figure out which guns are good for you and which guns you personally don't really like. Again, unless it's the Mozambique. <laughs> yeah. So it's very it's very similar in that regard to many other shooters in that in that uh, regard feel of weapons things like that. Right. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm just though that's oh, one of the reasons why I don't play Fortnite mm-hmm. is because the guns are confusing and it doesn't do a good job explaining or you know even then even if they did 
you know, I'd be. You don't really have a lot of time to look at it. Yeah, and and compare them. You, yeah. I wish there was some way, and maybe they can add this in the future. Maybe there's some way where, because you can go and look at the different weapons, Mm -hmm. and you can see the skins for your weapons and things like that. Maybe there could be some way to put stats for the weapons uh, in that little menu, so you can see what it does. Maybe, maybe I wouldn't want it in game because a lot of information to look at at one time and yep. you know time crunch and such. But having that information available to look at in the game would I think help down the road. So maybe they can add that in in the future. In the meantime, though, there's depth. There's a bunch of different you know lists to look online for gun tiers and things like that that you can use if you really want to go. If you want to dig deeper into it, you can. Right. Which is nice. And we just might. Right. I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll send you a list when we get done. I got you. But anyway, man, let's get to uh, wrapping this up. Was there anything else we had to say about the changes as far as the gameplay and weapons go? I mean, there there are more things that this game does differently, but yeah. right, we've right already spent an hour um, talking about everything. So Yeah. Yeah, and I think we can touch on some of those things here really quickly in our in our uh, final thoughts segment. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, so there's like like we said, there's a lot of different things that the game does well, and things that it does differently from other battle royales to make it play better and make it feel like you are your time is valuable in the game. Mm-hmm. So. For me, one of those things is the ping system. That ping system is glorious. Yeah. Because number one, it's a good way to communicate with your with your teammates about what items are here, whether that there's a supply bin in an area, uh, what sort of, you know, whether there's enemies, you can ping enemies too. It'll tell you where they are, which is nice. Yeah. Instead of, instead of calling it out on a map, like, oh, they're at 255. I will be here at zero. I got to turn all the way around. I'm too late. I'm dead. <laughs> yeah. Well, with other games, too, it's like, they're at zero, and you turn, and no, they're more like 50 for you, but you turn to zero because you're like, where are they? And you're dead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and for me, for me, that's a big thing for me. Knowing where enemies are and not being familiar with the numbers and how they work on the top of the screen there. Uh, being able to have a ping tell me where they are so I can see it visually. I can see a little red red, a little red triangle. Hey, enemies over here. All right, cool. I know where they are. Great. Thank you. Right. I love knowing where things are. Yeah. And for me in Battle Royale games, that's always my struggle, knowing where things are. Information is important for me. Especially, especially in a Battle Royale. Yep. And I think this game, for me, does a really good job of giving me a lot of information. It gives me information on on the uh, the type of sighted, the type of sites, like the rarity for different things. Um, and, you know, a lot of that information is really key. Grenade indicators, where I'm being shot at from, <laughs> things like that. So I like having all that information there. Yeah. That's just one of the things anyway. Uh what about you, man? Um well, I like the revive and the shields when you're knocked. Yeah. Cuz like, knockdown shields, yeah. Yeah, 
Because, like, in other games, when you're knocked, it's just, like, you can't do anything, and it's, like, you're dead. Yeah. And it's kind of annoying. And I've actually talked with um, other guys that we play uh, PUBG with, and they feel like if you get knocked and you have a med kit, which restores your health fully, you should be able to revive yourself using that med kit. And there's, like, other stuff like that that we've talked about or, you know... Uh, have a pistol or something you can protect yourself with or not just have you be like down on the ground if, if they're going to have it that way you know where you're knocked yeah and so apex legends kind of helps that because if you found a shield during your thing you can bring up a shield to protect yourself so that if your uh, group can get rid of the enemies they can come and revive you but if they can't and on the odd chance that you do die or you didn't find a shield and so they murder you, then your buddies can grab your, for lack of a better word, dog tags, a banner, I guess they call it, take it to a revive station on the map, and they can call you back and call you down onto the map. So those are two things that I've only seen in Apex, and I think those are refreshing. You know, annoying if you're trying to kill a squad and you don't finish them off and they get their banners back. You know, <laughs> right? But um, it's still refreshing that that that's in there that you can do that. So even if I'm dead, like I've died, there's still a chance that I can come back and I can get back in the game. Yeah, and that that for me is another big thing too because there's so many times where in battle royale games, uh, PUBG, Fortnite, those those two in particular, where you'll drop and you'll die fairly quickly. If one person dies, you're like, oh, I guess we'll just back out and do it again, guys. We'll reset. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, but with this, you don't have to do that because there's a chance that your teammate can get your get your beacon and take it back to to a respawn station and get revived there. Now, I mean, if you all die, then you're doing it anyway. You're just gonna back out and do it again. Anyway, but that's just made for BRs. Yep. So I I mean I really like that too because it allows you to keep playing in a game and have a chance to come back and last longer number one and possibly win the game now yeah. when you when you come back to to a revive point you drop in with no weapons obviously uh and depending on how many people are in the area teams may know that you're being respawned it takes like 20 seconds for you to come back yeah and it makes a lot of noise too it's yeah n- it's there's not a ship like, that comes in yeah you know. and they like the other night when I did that, I'm like, okay, I'm reviving you, but I'm getting the hell right, out of here. Right, I'm getting out of here. Yeah, I'm not sticking around. <laughs> See ya. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I survived for a long time after that. I think that was, was that one of the games where we ended up uh, finishing like third? Uh, I don't know. I don't remember either, but I know we had, we had some pretty good games down the road, but that's one of the things that I really like about it as well. Um, the loot system in the game. I really like the loot system and how they do attachments for your guns and things like that. Because number one, not 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 only does it tell you if your if your attachment is better than is better than what's on the ground uh, by the rarity of color, but it'll it'll also smart equip the, smart equip that attachment to the gun that you want it on. Depending yeah. on the gun, of course, which is great for me. You know, uh, and that's something too. Um, when you pick up a gun, it's already loaded. Yeah, and it and it tells you what kind of ammo you need on the gun. 
Mm-hmm. On, on the HUD, it'll tell you the ammo's color coded, so it'll tell you yeah, if you need color? light rounds, they're brown. The shotgun shells are, are red, so you can easily identify what you need versus going into a menu and trying to find the the uh, oh, I need five five six or yeah. right or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I just like, though, because in other games, you pick up a gun, you have to load. If you're in a, a dogfight and you pick up a gun, you know, in Apex, you're ready to go. Yeah. As opposed to you pick up a gun and then you have to wait for the unloading and the loading and yeah. now you're good to go, you know? Right, exactly. Yeah, you can get into a fight right away, pretty much. If you drop in a hot, so you can get into a fight right away, which mm-hmm. is great if you choose to do that. But like you said, the fact that the gun already comes preloaded with ammo is really nice. Yes. And I think that's one. That's another one of those things that I really enjoy about the game as well. I, man, I, uh, I have a lot of fun with this game. I really do. I really do. And I didn't think I was gonna have fun with it. I was like, it's a battle royale. I'm not a fan of them. But. I'm going to try it out. It's free to play. I'm going to try it out, and we'll see how I feel about it. And I put a good amount of time into it, and I'm actually going I'm actually going out of my way to say to my friends, hey, do you guys want to play this game? And for me, I think that's, that says something for me about how much I'm enjoying the game right now at this point in time. Yeah. That's definitely a, a huge compliment when you want to play the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So to sum it all up, man, in our in five words or less, what do you think about Apex? So, five words or less, Overwatch, but enjoyable. <laughs> Don't know if that's a trolley favorite or not. I can I can feel them. I can feel the trolls inching toward toward the podcast. They're creeping in the grass. <laughs> well, if I'm going to explain myself, um, similar to you, like where you're asking people if they want to play it. Um, with Overwatch, I'm like, eh, you know, like, right. I don't know if I would really so. want to play that, but with Apex, it's like, okay, sure, yeah, I'll play that. <laughs> right, yeah, okay, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, that's the difference there. If yeah. you ask me to play Overwatch, I'm going to be like, hmm, is there anything better I could be doing? <laughs> <laughs> you ask yeah. me to play Apex, I'm going to be like, all right, let's do this, you know? Yeah, sure, right, exactly, exactly. And my, in for five words less for me, a battle royale, I'll actually play. That's six words. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> battle royale, I'll actually play. So, as I as I said before, you know, the fact that I going, the fact that I want to play this game, for me, says that I'm having a good time with the game, and everything that the game does for me makes me want to play it. Whereas versus something like PUBG or Fortnite, for instance, um, I'm like. Eh, Fortnite, nah. PUBG, eh, okay, I'll play it. I really, I mean, I'll play it. But I don't remember the whole time. <laughs> no, no, but because uh, I actually played PUBG a few nights before. And I'm playing it and I'm like, man, there's so many things about Apex that I like that it does, that it does better for me, personally, that I like. Yeah. Versus PUBG. Um, just a quick... This is a quick little thing for me. Not going to spend too much time on it. Quick little thing. With PUBG, there was a grenade. I heard it bounce, 
and then it exploded and I died. I didn't see where it came from. I didn't see where it was. There was no indicator. I just died. Yeah. I when I got when I got shot at, I didn't see where I was being shot from, so I had no idea. I couldn't tell you being shot from. No idea. So for me, I like having that information is important, as I said, for me. So if I have the information, I can react to it appropriately, instead of instead of uh, you know, where did you where 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 where? I have no idea. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it definitely. Um, I mean, not turning this into a a PUBG discussion but um i do like when someone's shooting you can see the bullet strafe Mm -hmm. like the the bullets light up so you can see them being shot so you know oh yeah on your on on the hud you can see if your team is being shot at right what you're talking about um uh, well there's that and you can also see if your character's shooting but no i mean like if you was to watch me shoot a gun you would see the bullet leave my gun and there'd be a line where the bullet went was going okay yeah it's going so same thing with enemies if they're shooting whether it's at me or someone else i can see where their bullets are going yeah so i know where the the shots are coming from whereas with PUBG doesn't do that it's like the bullets are invisible and right you can hear them yeah but you definitely can't see them and that's something that uh PUBG is always not done that annoys me. Yeah. But on the plus yeah. side, PUBG does have four maps you can play on. Apex only has one. <laughs> so. Right. It does have four maps, but that's now. Uh, as a, again, not going to time one, but the game came out like two weeks ago. So it's fairly new. PUBG we came out have two to, weeks uh, ago, and there's four maps already for it. <laughs> but I but they, those were added over time though. Mm. The game was in beta for a while, so they had time to add those maps into the game already. Right? Is Apex in beta? No. Exactly. Fully so, released. <laughs> um, for PUBG, they had three maps for it once it came out of beta. Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> right, but I think I think that because that game has been in beta for so long now again they had the time to add those things already uh and much like with any other game i'm going to assume anyway that they may at some point add another map or improve and and improve the game as it goes on the game just came out two weeks ago although we have to give it time if you think about it this way too fortnite has been out for over a year and only has one map but it's made changes to the map however it has done that it yeah, has but it's still the map to make it different over the season and such. So I will give them credit map. for that. One map. It's it, it is it is still yes it is still one map, but it has changed and evolved as the game has went on. Hashtag one map. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just giving credit where I'm just giving credit where it's due. They didn't have to do that, but they did. Is my point. They could have said nope. Here's one map forever, guys. Yeah. But no, we're gonna make changes to the map. We have we have rotating seasons or whatever. Like when they had the holiday time, it was they had a part covered with snow. Like they they're adding things to the game. So the same still thing gonna happen map. here. Is they're <laughs> gonna they're still going to do the same thing with Apex. We just have to give them time to do so. Still one map. <laughs> hey, I'm just saying, man. Got to give them time. What are we Gotta done? Give, yes, we are done.
We are out of here. Thank you all so much for tuning in to episode 73 of the RR Gaming Podcast. Once again, we are a part of the Joystick Entertainment Network. But before we get out of here, though, can round of plugs go? Yeah, so you can find us on Twitter. We are the RR Gaming Pod. That's R A N D R G A M I N G P O D. We always post just as soon as a new episode goes live, so be sure to like and give us some retweets on that. Yep. Speaking of Twitter, you can also follow me and Ken on Twitter. We, uh, Ken's on Twitter at MacroboV. That's M-A-C-R-O-B-O-V. One more time, M-A-C-R-O-B-O-V. I myself am on Twitter at B-Ron, B-Ron1417. That's B underscore Ron1417. One more time, B underscore Ron1417. Twitch, for me, is the same thing. B underscore Ron, 1.17. Currently playing through Mass Effect 3 over there. Then we'll be going Friday for a week until we go to Andromeda again. Yeah, we are available on the iTunes pod store. The iPod store? (laughs) The the iPod store. (laughs) The Apple Apple store. The Apple podcast store. Get your apples and your podcasts there. (laughs) Something like that. We are on Google Play Music. We're also available on the CastBox app or on CastBox.fm. So we are available wherever, whenever, no matter what device you have available to you. My mic fell off the table, but it's okay. Picked it back up. We're good. Because <laughs> yeah. I heard that little, like, rummaging for a second. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> but anyway. Anyway, while you're over at those respective places listening to our wonderful show, be sure to leave us a review and give us five stars. It helps us to climb the charts to continue our goal, which is, as always, world podcast video game domination. Yes. <sighs> but all right. We'll be back next week for another episode of this wonderful show. Ken, do me a favor. Tell them why. You should come back next week where we'll be celebrating episode 74 and everyone could use a little more R&R.
Wait, 